Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Birds with friends. Back. Mediocre as ever. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia here from my hotel room. At the Spring Hill Suites in downtown Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine. It is Friday, day three of our three consecutive podcasts here. This will be our final podcast, but we have news. The Eagles signing Brandon Graham to a three-year deal for uh, reportedly $40 million, I believe uh, Tim McManus reported. Sounds like the first two years mostly guaranteed, third year maybe uh, easily get outable. Is that according to somebody or your guess? That's, uh, you know, uh, tea leaves. Okay. I can't attribute that to anybody. I don't remember if anyone actually reported it or not. Okay. But, you know. Listen, I think the, I think the seeds for this deal were planted last night uh, at dinner when I saw a certain general manager with a certain agent. And I texted you and you said, Brandon Graham. And here we are. And yet we still fail to break this story. Well, we're not in the business of uh, breaking news, necessarily. We are here to uh, come down from on high and give our inane grades. Inane grades in a hotel room that was just 73 degrees before I moved your temperature down. I told you, you I haven't touched... That's ridiculous. I don't touch things. And it's the same... I actually... uh, My wife texted me yesterday that said... She wanted to say that she was on Jessica's side on the hotel points. And uh, so you had thrown me under the bus... But it, I, I made the, I, I told her it wasn't really a conscious decision that I wanted to uh, have the room cleaned. I simply was not asked the question and then just kept on living my life without giving it a second thought. I didn't throw you under the bus. I thought you made the right decision. Yeah, I know you did. But yeah. yeah. All right, Brandon Graham. So this is, uh, I guess. <coughs> oh, that was okay, that was your Graham cackle. A bit okay. of a, a Graham cackle. Fun guy to have around. Mm, mushroom walks into a bar. And Both the bartender the says, we don't serve your kind here. Both. The mushroom says, come on, I'm a fun guy. I mean, this is like the third time I've been this close to just <laughs> getting up and walking out. I feel like we haven't brought the juice this week one on the One was like an hour ago. <laughs> what was you, the other one? When you were rewriting your off-season grade <laughs> 18 times. For Brandon Graham, I was ready to leave. I thought it was the worst. The other was too thing much. I had hurts. Ever written at first. And, uh, yeah, the, so I don't. I, I make no promises. Uh, I mean, that that's I'm, a pretty good. That that's I'm a pretty good job. This that we got from too much Earths all the way here without one in between. People like having Brandon Graham around, both teammates, the organization, media. You know, we're impartial. But I mean, he's a fun guy to have around. I think you know. If you're looking at this from like a television show perspective, you know there were viewers of the Wolfstein who were who were would have been sad to see Brandon Graham go. But there's a case to be made that it would have been for the best 
of the show to move on, develop new characters. But maybe in terms of fan service, they Howie Roseman decided, eh, we can't get rid of the cackles too soon. So when we talked to Joe Banner earlier this week, he, he projected between 11 million and 15 million for Brandon Graham. He said if it's 11 or 12, I'm not hesitating. Let's do the deal now. That's great. He said if it passes 13, I may still do the deal, but if it's at 14 or 15, I've got to think a lot harder about it. And the number comes in at just above $13 million a year. So, guys plugged in. From that perspective of what, uh, you know, a former Joey B for nothing front office exec thought, Joey B knowing. Seems like a natural compromise between the two sides. Now, there are many layers, I think, to this move. Yes. Let's start with the pluses. Why you make the move? Should we do that? Sure. Okay. Why you make the move is that, you know, one of the tough parts about free agency is when you sign a player from another team, you really don't know how that guy's going to fit into your locker room. Is he going to do the things you value out of your players? Is he going to mesh with the coach, with his teammates, those different things? So when you re-sign your own player, you don't have to worry about those things. And also, it does send a nice message that, hey, we reward our own rather than going out and uh, bringing in all these new people every season now. And how he did mention that yesterday or two days ago. He did. Okay. That, you know, the, the, the way they want to build a team is to keep and reward. If you're going to overpay people, overpay the people in your um, building already. Yeah. And then try to uh, fill holes from the outside from there. But. And then it's a starting caliber player, a starting caliber 4-3 defensive end who knows the scheme. We can get to the production in a second, but is a, you know, I don't think anyone would disagree with the idea that at the very least he's an above average player. Yes. I think the familiarity, as you say, uh, in the locker room and as a player, but also, uh, you know, they know that this is a, a guy who is going to accept his role, I think, you know, he, he understands that he's part of a rotation. Whereas, you know, for instance, Michael Bennett, maybe necessarily didn't love being part of a rotation. Chris Long has even said that he wants to play more, even though he played, I think more than we were, both of us were expecting last year. Um, and I think the path for like the way that Brandon Graham is going to age is sort of, you can see it the way that it will work easily. Like, you know, he will, Next year, he will continue to be, uh, whether he's a starter or, you know, a second wave guy on the outside, and he'll still be, he's still going to be an effective inside pass rusher on, on third downs, probably for the next two years. I think that's an easy thing to project. Although I will take some issue with you on that. Okay. Because he has been the starter and does play more snaps than the okay. backup. So, uh, like, let's say next year, if they said, all right, you're, you're going to be a rotational yeah. backup. I don't know that he would love that. I mean, the guy has played in different schemes and systems where he hasn't been happy with his role and um, his snaps, those types of things. Now, at some point, maybe he moves into that role, but I think you're making this deal saying, other than Fletcher Cox, no one's going to play more snaps than Brandon Graham on that defensive line probably. You think so? I think so, yeah. I don't know about that. Who's going to play more snaps? Derek Barnett? I don't know. If he's healthy, I no, I, I definitely think that. Clowney? I don't think Clowney's going anywhere. Ed Oliver? So those are the positives. Josh Sweat? No, not Josh Sweat. Mm. The reason why... Wouldn't that be funny if Josh Sweat came out next year and was like lighting the world on fire? Funniest one way to put it. <laughs> Unlikely would be the other way. I would. 
I would put it. Uh, <laughs> the risks here are he is 31 years old. Yes. And uh, let's be fair. His his production statistically was UGLY, you ain't got no alibi yes. last year. Four sacks and 11 QB hits. And you compare that with a lot of the other pass rushers, if you take into account the opportunities he had, which I did in mm-hmm. the top 50 free agents piece, which you can read on theathletic.com. Uh, slash NFL. Or slash Philly. Yeah. Is there a slash Kapadia? I don't know. There do is a, it's slash authors slash shield dash Kapadia. Oh, come on. Give me a little vanity URL, people. We can't all have a theathletic.com slash our last name. That would be useful. No offense. That's one to, way to put it. No offense to the higher-ups who are listening. Great company. Theathletic.com slash Kapads. No, that's for my podcasts. Mm. You have other podcasts? Yeah. Kapods, that's right, mm. plural. Yeah, when you go on the on the Barnwell and Mina Kime show and refuse to, to plug your real podcast. Okay. As I was saying, so the production was not great last year. Now, he was, uh, I don't think, obviously, they don't think that that signals some type of decline. I think you can take into account he was coming off an ankle injury. Yep. It was a little dip. I, I mean, I don't have a large... For those who don't quite remember, he had off-season ankle surgery. Yeah. Following uh, the Super Bowl when he forced a fumble on Tom Brady. Correct. Uh, that ended up, I think the Eagles won that game. Yes. Uh, and then he did, not, he did not participate in anything all summer, basically until like him. practice a week before the week one. And so I think it's reasonable for the Eagles to say, you know what, that was a, he was coming off a long season. He had the ankle injury. He never really could get quite right, but we don't think that's the real branding ground. Now, to be fair, he's never... He's had more than like six sacks in a season, what, once, I think, in his career. So he, he's never. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, he, he did drop from nine and a half sacks to four sacks. Yeah. But that nine and a half sacks is the one that was the outlier, really, yeah. in terms of sack production in his career. That was a career high. You know what I should do is look at the sacks and QB hits per opportunity for his whole career. Maybe that would give us a better sense of what's the outlier, what's the decline, sure. that kind of thing. So I will do that. But. Still a productive, also very productive against the run. I mean, I know that's secondary, yes. but I think he is among the league leaders in tackles for loss over the last three years. Remember that Chris Wilson clip I was thinking of last offseason where he was mm. given that uh, coaching clinic and he, he thought... And didn't he say he was hold, Brandon Graham was holding out or something like that? He didn't say that, <laughs> but he also said he thought Brandon Graham was the mo- best all-around 4-3 defensive end in the NFL. So, I mean, maybe not everyone on the coaching staff thought that, and Chris Wilson is no longer there. But obviously, they see things that he does beyond just the box score. Joe Thomas gave him a nice shout-out. I saw that. Future Hall of Famer saying, you know, this was one of the tougher guys I had to go up against, and the stats have never reflected uh, what kind of player he is. So put all those things together. I think this was a situation where if you're the Eagles, you could have said, all right, let's let him test the market see what's out there, and then try to re-sign him? Or you could say, maybe we, we bump up a mil or two from what we wanted to pay. A milli, a milli, a milli, but we a don't milli, risk milli. having to match a greater upside of a team swooping in and saying, we really like this guy. Mm, swoop, huh? And we're going to pay him $14, $15 million a year. Yeah, I mean, I'm generally not like in love with the idea of uh, continuing to bring in and pay big money to these guys over the age of 30. But... I mean, they're starred for options. They need to fill these roles. Uh, what we don't know, and I think why this is still an incomplete picture, is, is what this means for Michael Bennett and or, and or Chris Long. 
I think at this point it would be a surprise if all of them are back, right? Hmm. I don't know. You don't think so? Probably. I would probably be a bit surprised. I don't think. I don't think it's impossible. I think they need because I think they need to. I think they need somebody else. Well, this is not an either or, and this is what like national mock drafters do all the time. Right. Like now they won't give them a defensive end. Oh, they signed Brandon Graham. I don't see it that way at all. I think you're still going to draft defensive linemen early, like we've been saying, maybe two of the first three picks. You add to that group. I do think defensive linemen who have like Graham's profile, who have been uh, durable players, I mean, it's not that old. Like we see veteran defensive linemen being productive year in and year it's out. True. It's not like it's he's also, I mean, he has back. been incredibly durable. Right. He's played, missed one game in seven seasons. And, exactly. and I think that I'm pretty sure that was the week 17 game last year. So, oh, okay. So, so would you have done this deal? I guess is the bottom line. If you were Howie Roseman, I think I probably would have done this deal. I would have done this. Deal. I think I would have sort of taken my medicine and done this deal. What Tussin? Sudafed, Benadryl, Triaminic? No, I think it's more of just like an Advil. You got Ooh, a little bit of the orange Triaminic. You mentioned that delicious. before. I still don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Did nothing to alleviate my symptoms as a kid, but man, I love the taste. So mm. I said, Mama, bring over the Triaminic. Yeah, I'm ready to try a minic over here. You a um, melatonin guy? I don't think so. Okay. You never, you never take a little melatonin if you need to need to go to sleep. No, is it that doesn't what, really work for me either. Is that what it is? Yeah, no, I like to go natural with that type of with oh, things like sleep. Just yeah. a just a, a shot of whiskey and mm, and an Advil PM. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think? This is, do you think that Michael Bennett's coming back? Well, I think from a production standpoint. He absolutely should, but if there are things going on behind the scenes, which is entirely possible, grumblings of that, perhaps, then... Daniel Phillips? Maybe he won't, Mm. so I don't know. Okay. What do you think? Water gun in my head? Yeah. I think he should be back. It's, I mean, it would have to be uh, something pretty nefarious for him uh, to not be worth it. Okay. Given the production, don't you think? I mean, I think so, but yeah. I, I don't know what they think. I we don't, don't have a full picture here. All right. So the offseason's off to a, roar, a rip-roaring start. Hey, they, they have, for comparatively to other teams, they had kind of a newsy week. Yeah, that's true. They announced the Nick Foles thing. That's true. They re-signed Brandon Graham. I don't see other teams doing that much. So, that's yeah, true. you mock them, but um, they have made a couple moves here. It is interesting to think of Brandon Graham just in the context of, like, what the beginning of his career was like. Actually, we saw, we saw uh, Bill's wide receivers coach, Chad Hall. Boy. Hanging around. Your boy. And he said, you know, he, he came in with Brandon Graham. They were rookies together. Wow. Chad Hall's moving up the coaching ranks. New wide receivers coach. Here's Brandon Graham getting paid $14 million. And he was saying he remembers when everybody was calling him a bust. Oh. It's true. The beginning of his career, it was all, could have been Earl Thomas. This guy, uh, this guy stinks. You couldn't have he included that in your write-up? Yeah, you that's a great little nugget from Chad Hall. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair point. 
Oh, I mean, is it that great of a nugget? I said the thing about uh, his career, I think. Saw Gunter Brewer at the Starbucks this morning. I was trying to get your attention. I was I was No, having, well, that I was, was my giggling. Se- that was my second sighting of Gunter of Brewer Brew? this morning. Were you I felt like you were maybe trying to avoid eye contact with me because you didn't want to start laughing. No. Is that true? I don't think you so. You were just avoiding eye contact because you didn't want to see my face. I think that's accurate. Okay. Brewer had a hilarious. I mean, this wasn't on the record. I, I apologize if I'm violating any journalistic code, but I think okay. it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty harmless. Uh, great back and forth with the woman at the Courtyard Marriott. Uh, it's like a. Uh, this is going to be great. I'm it's like a cafe. This. It's not actually a Starbucks. They serve. Oh, Starbucks you saw him coffee. at the other one. Yes, they serve Starbucks coffee. But he said. Uh, You're going to do a brew impression. No, I'm not. But I'm trying to think of what the wording is. I think he said... Uh, he said, what up, freaky freak? No, he's like, uh, he's like, what's in that coffee cake? Freak freak? And she goes, coffee cake, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and he goes, what's in it? And she goes, huh? <laughs> and he goes, all right, let me get a blueberry That's pretty oh good. Oh my god, it was so good. That's pretty good. That's probably good insight into how he was getting guys on the field. He's like, "What's the play call here?" And Doug's like, uh, "Doug's like, uh, you know, uh, why forty-two cross, whatever." He's like, "What's what's the play call?" He's like, uh, "What?" And he's like, uh, "Okay, just gives Golden Tate a little push onto the field. Go out there." <laughs> I mean, it's kind of his initial question was kind of crazy, though. I mean, what what do you mean? What's in the coffee cake? Are there different kinds of coffee cake? I don't know. That's that stuff's the best part of the combine, no doubt. Yeah, heard. Uh, you know, I've mowed all I could mow. Right. Did all my, heard Gary Kubiak telling Wade Phillips, you know, I mowed all the grass I could mow. I bet I bet he's used that line like a hundred times you this got week. To. It's a go-to. All right, I got a toucan you for you. We're going to reflect on Brandon Graham. So we're going to go. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? We're going to go that, through the first okay. round right. of the 2010 NFL Draft. God. Okay. And then we're going to just say whether these players have had better careers or, or whether they were better picks than Brandon Graham for the Eagles. The way that it's turned out. First overall pick was by the St. Louis Rams that took a quarterback. Toucan, you name who that was. Bradford? It is. Really? Slam and Sammy. Boy, I didn't realize that was a... Well, obviously you would have rather had Bradford. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. God. You would rather have God? Yes. Okay. Uh, second pick, the Detroit Lions took a defensive tackle. Ndama Kinsu? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that's an interesting... Uh, Sue's had a better career, no doubt. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he only... He, he wasn't... He, he's... He left the Lions after his second contract, I guess. Sue's, Sue. More impact. Yeah, you okay. would take Sue. Sue's okay. career. Okay. Uh, third, the Tampa Bay Bucks took a defensive tackle. Gerald McCoy? Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say you'd rather have him. I think that's right. Uh, fourth, Washington took an offensive lineman. Trent Williams? Correct. I think okay. you'd take, take yeah. Trent Williams. Oh, yeah. Uh, fifth, the Kansas City Chiefs took a safety. Eric Berry? Correct. 
debatable. I think it's probably Barry. I can't remember. I can't remember. Like, I think it's Barry, probably, right? I think it's probably Barry. Yeah. But less of an impactful position, but probably Barry. Uh, six, the Seattle Seahawks took an offensive lineman. Two thousand ten, not not James Carpenter, no, not Russell o- Russell Okun. Russell Okun. I think Graham probably. I think Graham. Yeah. Uh, seventh, the Cleveland Browns took a cornerback. Cleveland Browns to th- Joe Hayden. Correct. Brandon Graham. Is that definitely true you hate joe hayden right for some reason like you always rip him when he get, his name gets brought up you say he sucks that's not true it's definitely happened before that's not 100%. true 100 percent. somebody go joe to the hayden. tape you've crushed him before and just now you didn't hesitate i don't think that's a no-brainer he's had he played like two good years how many games has he started vj singh still swinging it um he's a sports fijian vj singh uh, how many games has he started? Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's find out. Good podcasting. Great podcasting. Yeah, I should have saved my Gunter Brewer. Are we going to call into the Brandon Graham thing here? I don't know. Do you want to? Not really. Uh, I don't know. Should we? He has started 107 games, Joe Hayden. Okay. That's a lot of, that's a lot of starts. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, he was on Cleveland for seven years, two Pro Bowls. You want to take him over, Graham? I think it's a discussion. Well, let's have the discussion. Well, Graham is still pl- – I think – no, you know what? I will take Graham because I think Graham, his future years, you're going to get more out of him than Joe Hayden. So if I'm saying which one would I want? Now should we, I but if you're great. evaluating the draft pick, I mean, should you just evaluate the uh, initial rookie contract, I guess? I don't know. No. Okay. Longevity matters. Okay. Hayden's not going to be able to be like a... a yeah, I mean, Brandon Graham won the, the Eagles of Super Bowl, and Joe Hayden uh, well, left without having like three wins in his career or something like that. Yeah, because that was his fault. That they... <laughs> Listen, I mean, yeah, I'm just calling it like I see it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, eight. How the, many of these are we doing? Uh, we are uh, 32. We're at eight. Uh, Oakland took a linebacker. I don't know. Who did they take? Rolando McLean. Right. Yolanda Vega. Uh, nine. Buffalo took a running back. Good. Yeah, good job taking a running back on the top ten. That worked out real well. First round yeah, running a, back. Take a running back Buffalo? early. That's really a good idea. CJ Spiller? No. I can't think of it. Oh yeah, CJ Spiller. <laughs> what, the hell? what are you doing? You're I mean we had a whole meeting at the Athletic, a three hour thing afterwards. This is not true. We're recapping and I'm saying to Bo, hey, how about when this person said this, huh? They said that? Don't throw me under the hey, bus. We, That's not true. No it That's not geez. true. Mine's I was more plugged in than you were. BS. Just because your name appeared on the screen twice. You, <laughs> you, think, you're, you think you're King Tut over here. Uh, number 10, Jacksonville Jaguars took a defensive tackle. Considered a reach at the time. 
And in retrospect. Don't know. Tyson Alu-Alu. Graham. San Francisco 49ers took an offensive tackle. Joe Staley. Incorrect. Ayupati. Incorrect. From Rutgers. I don't know. Anthony Davis. Brandon Graham. Uh, at 12, the San Diego Chargers took a running back. Interesting. Running back in the, in the first round. Smart decision. So are we, we're not calling in this Graham thing, or do we need okay. to pause? We'll, we'll pause. Okay, well, it's 4 o'clock. Pause. Okay. Do you want to guess this last no. one? Two can you name? He no. ended up playing for the Eagles. Chargers running back? Yeah. Spro- no. No. Notably spells his name with one T. Don't know. Come on. Ryan Matthews. Okay. Pause. Return. We're back. Shields got a bird to flip, I think, after we just uh, went through the Brandon Graham press conference. Well, conference call. Do I? To who? Uh, you sure seemed upset about the way that that conference call well, went. Well, I mean, mute your phones, people. Have you never <laughs> been on a conference call before? All right, so we heard from Brandon Graham. You know, mute it, your phones. I mean, let's go. Yeah. He did. I mean, he said, you know, when we last saw him, he was leaving the Novacare complex. At that point, it seemed legitimate He's that he had everybody hugs. He had no idea whether he was coming back or not. He said after he kind of said bye to the media, he met with Howie Roseman, said he felt, you know, it was a good conversation. But even after that, he had no idea whether he would be back or not. And then he said, he said it. He found out last night. So. You saw a certain GM and a certain agent having yeah, dinner. Buddy. Uh, it's funny how these things get hashed out at the Combine over meals, over drinks, over whatever. He said he found out last night. He indicated it was kind of a middle ground between maybe what he thought his max value was, mm-hmm. maybe what the Eagles uh, were offering. And uh, that was interesting how he said you never really know how a team feels about you, basically until they show you what dollar figure right. they're willing to pay you. And that's, that's absolutely true, you know, regardless – of what they say, oh, that's right. all the nonsense they spew out and agents spew out. I mean, it it comes down to a very defined, here's what we think you're worth. Right. <laughs> if you think you're worth more, go explore. If you think, if you want to come back and um, you think this is a fair offer, then go ahead and agree to it. Mowed so, all the grass I can mow. Mowed all the grass he can mow. Got a baby boy coming March 30th, Yeah, how about that? He's, in, uh, he's back in Michigan training. Uh, I guess, you know, his, his family's Detroit. back there. Detroit. So. Basketball. Uh, I didn't realize longest tenured player. He's not. Well, Jason Peters is. Oh, didn't one of the reporters Somebody said say that? that. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, Jason Peters, he's the second most. Tenured. Second longest tenured. Yeah. Okay. Longest tenured defensive player. Correct. Okay. He said uh, Philadelphia was where he wanted to be when, when asked, why did you. For- I think that was pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, really, because you you very you're so close to free agency here, right? That there, for the, from the players' perspective, there really is not a huge motivation to right. do something like this unless a number is hit and it's the situation that is absolutely number one on your list. So he said going into it, he like wanted to see what the Eagles. It sounded like even if he hit free agency and he got he a big is. offer elsewhere, he was going to come to the Eagles right. and say, will you match this, then I'm right. back kind of deal. So that so, all I mean, seemed well, legitimate. Yeah, you don't want to move your family. Like, yeah, you he's got a young girl. Like, and, yeah. You go to some, some bad team, like you're like Vinnie Curry or Bo Allen, you got to go to, down to Tampa Bay and play for that. Well, that was going to be a significant I, Of course. Right. I'm, I, of <laughs> okay. course you're going to follow the money, but like yeah. all things being equal, who wants to move? Moving sucks. It's true. 
Although if you're making like 15 million, I imagine it's not that difficult. <laughs> Probably to not move. as bad. Um, he gave me he gave me a little wiggle room on the on the the rotation. I asked him. I asked did? him. Uh, you're willing to take some fewer snaps since we just talked about it. Yeah. And I thought I could lord this over you. And he said, yeah. I don't know if he if he said he could take fewer snaps. He said, we've talked about the rotation, and yeah, that's what it's uh, you know, it's about, getting fresh guys in there. And then he closed it with, Bo, you're right, Shiel, you're wrong. I don't know about yeah. that. He knows who made the greatest prediction of his career. That's true. He and I will be linked for to, from now until eternity. That is definitely true. I thought maybe, you know, as my teammate, you might ask him a question about that, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, how much did Shiel Kapati's prediction and the way that whole... Scene unfolded, factor into your decision to come back to this team. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe you're saving it for OTAs. It might have been. Okay. And, and, you know, a story on his daughter, the Instagram star. Uh, was there anything else that uh, struck you there? I think that's everything. Yeah, you were the one taking notes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What else we got? Well, we got to finish going through this draft. Do we really... What time is it? 422. God. Uh, with the 13th pick, the Eagles took a defensive end. Brandon Graham. Seattle took a safety. Earl Thomas. Who was careers better? Earl Thomas. Yeah, I think you got to say Earl Thomas. Good the boy. Giants took a nine-and-a-half-fingered nine defensive end. I think you got to take Brandon Graham over JPP. The heights of JPP, obviously, higher. But... Would you rather have two like dominant seasons or? I think did, how many look? I think JPP had like twelve sacks last year. Did he really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but not with the Giants. No, it's not his fault. The Giants are a dumb organization. But that's part of the deal. Is with your team? Is with the team? Is which, it, so if you played got, for a stupid team who had, had no pass rush last year, actually, I think that was a good trade for them. He had twelve and a half sacks. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's had a better career than Brandon. <laughs> it's actually not even close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got seventy-one career sacks. Whoo, boy, seventy-one, really? Fifty-eight with the Giants. That's crazy. I didn't think it was that high. How old is he? He is. 30. Yeah, he's a January 1st baby. Got a, got a shot at a 100-sack career, huh? Mm, yeah, I guess so. You get 20. You could, I mean, you Brandon Graham's got 42 and a half sacks. Brandon, Pierre Paul's had a better career. Um, not to be just reductive. What a, flip, sacks, what a but... flip-flop that was. That, for you, even, that was impressive. <laughs> okay. That was like a matter of like four seconds. <laughs> Titans. I think you got to take Brandon Graham. <laughs> All right, Jason Pierre-Paul's at a I also, I also, I also um, like in my mind, the Giants got rid of him like three years ago. Like it was last year. <laughs> he did play like eight years with them. It was probably the quietest 12 and a half sack season maybe of all time. Yeah, Other I mean, than the, Cameron Wake. Do they count? Like, who I was talking if to you had 12 and a half sacks in Tampa Bay yeah. and nobody sees it, does I, it count? I was talking to our Dolphins reporter, uh, Chris Perkins, today. Mm, see Perk. Have you looked up Cameron Wake's stats? Well, I read your I read your free agents. It's crazy. Things, yeah. Okay, that's all. Maybe he'll find his way to well. He could come to Philly. I mean, I think Terrell Suggs is sort of like the obvious uh, dot connector. What do you connector. think about his off field? Uh, yeah, I don't really know the story. What, what I don't do? know the full story, but I think it's it's not, not good. Okay, yeah. well then you know then I'm out. Okay. Uh, Titans took a defensive end. Derek Morgan. That's correct. He's a free agent. Is he? He's still playing. Yes. 
Let's see how many. Coatesville, I believe. Is he? Yeah. I've got Coatesville roots. Do you? Yeah, my my grandfather grew up in Coatesville. My really? aunt still lived there. My great aunt still lived there. Really? Until she passed away, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Me and Rip Hamilton. My grandfather and Rip Hamilton they used to play basketball growing up. Rip Hamilton's Coatesville pride was awesome. I always loved that. He would always shout it out or mention it mm. as he as his career was uh, ascending. Derek Morgan, how many career sacks do you think he has? This is actually interesting. I really, this is killing me. 44 and a half. Okay. And Brandon Graham has. Graham's had a better career than Derek Morgan, come on. No doubt, but he's got fewer, two fewer sacks. I mean, Derek Morgan, who who cares? Uh, All right. The Niners took a guard at 17. Ayupati? That's correct. Worse. Uh, The Steelers took a center at 18. One of the pounces? Mm-hmm. Can you correctly identify the no. pouncy? I mean, if you can't tell, I'm done with this exercise. So well, the follow-up questions. We have so. started. We cannot not finish. Uh, Atlanta took a linebacker at 19. This player was a bust. Don't know. Sean Weatherspoon, who I remember kind of liking in the draft process, although I would never I take a linebacker. I think he was linebacker. a complete bust. Yeah, I think he was pretty bad. No, I, I bet you he started at least 50 games. Fifty games. I'll yeah. I'll bet you uh, I'll bet you a uh, nachos uh, Doritos. Oh, I thought it was gonna be real nachos, but okay. He was a starter for them. I'm I feel good about this one. This is tremendous podcasting. He started forty four games. I wow. Win. Yeah, baby. He's out of the league. All right. Well, this was a long time ago. Okay. Not a lot of NFL careers last Texans took a corner. Jonathan Joseph. Wrong. Kareem Jackson. Who's a free agent. Yeah. Played well last year. Still playing. But worse. Eh, I don't know. Maybe better. I have no informed opinion. (laughs) Nor do I care to formulate one. Bengals took a tight end. Not Eifert. No, Eifert was Ertz's here. I don't know. Jermaine Gresham. Graham. Yeah, good pick. Uh, Broncos took a wide receiver. It's a good player. Demarius Thomas? Correct. He's had a better career than Graham? Probably had a better career. Uh, Packers took a tackle. Baluga? Mm, Close. Bulaga. Baby Bulaga in the deep blue sea. Not very good. And he's out of the league. Is he still in the league? No, he's in the league and he's good. I know. <laughs> but I had to come up with lyrics on the spot. You really don't have to look up Brian Bulaga's stats, really. I mean, I think our audience Cowboys. Will somehow survive. Cowboys took a wide receiver. Your room is still so hot, by the way. It's because of the spicy takes. Uh, I don't know. Who is it? Dez? Dez Bryant. Oh, better career than Graham? Probably. Uh, Broncos took a future Eagle quarterback. Lefty. Famous for kneeling in a certain way. Tim Tebow. Mm. Come on. Better career. Uh, Cardinals took a defensive tackle. 
with a very generic name. Well, then it's not Calais Campbell. Mm-hmm. Mike Jones. Mm, incorrect. Dan John Williams. Smith. Okay. He is out of the league, I believe. Uh, Patriots took a cornerback. This was a pretty good pick. From Rutgers. Devin McCourty? Correct. Safety now. Yeah, but he was a corner when they took him. Okay. Probably a better career. Uh, Dolphins took a defensive tackle. Jason Light was asked yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> something about uh, prospects who play cornerback and safety. I heard this. And versatility. And his answer, with the utmost arrogance, was if they're switching back and forth, it means they're probably not good enough to play either. I mean, that sums up that guy's career. <laughs> it's like the fact that he's allowed to like walk around still after trading up for a kicker in the second round is is so crazy. It's like it's How like we're it's like job? we're living in. I mean, we are probably living in a simulation, right? But it is like we are living in a in a like someone sick joke yeah. that this guy still has this job, and with the arrogance, as you I said, mean, what a jerk like, answer. And it's not even true. Right. It's not true. Jim, man, good thing Jim Schwartz wasn't there. Unbelievable. There's nothing he likes more than a, this guy. Than a guy who plays cornerback and safety. How could he still Schwartz have might job? have gone after him, I think, if he heard that. He took a bad quarterback at number one overall. Like, how does he still have a job? Yeah. Speaking of, like, the, uh, this, this, at the next uh, Birds with Friends meetup, I think we're going to greet everybody with a firm slap to the chest. Oh, yeah. What was that tweet? It was uh, Nate Davis of Charlotte. Uh, Read the thing. Where is it? You pull it up. My phone's over there. <laughs> Here. The Jets took a corner. Oh, we oh, forgot Jared Odrick. Recording. Uh, uh, Jets took uh, Kyle Wilson from Boise State. Lions took Javid Best. I think I may have liked Javid Best. I think we all liked Javid Best. Okay. Uh, Colts took a... Some of us might have liked him second best. Pass rusher? It's a huge joke right there. Who did the Colts take? Jerry Hughes. Was still playing? Yeah. Bills, right? And then the Saints took a corner, a future eagle. Malcolm Jenkins. No. No. Patrick Robinson. Correct. That's kind of fun. There were four future Eagles in the first round of this draft. I can't imagine anything more fun than that. All right. Charlotte guard Nate Davis. Strangest, it was asked the strangest thing that happened to him. I went in for a meeting and for a handshake. How you doing? And he punched me in the chest. He was like, you have a soft chest. I was like, okay. And we just kept it going. I mean, <laughs> the, the like. Punched me in the, the chest. The football guy oh uh, level here is like uh, it's so ridiculous. This is this is these football people, guy haven. These people like would be driven out of society in any other in any other job, and rightfully so. Then the fact that they think that they can like get away with, and they can, I guess, like waving this uh, this wielding this power over these prospects who are so eager just to not make a bad impact, like a, a, a bad impression, like. It's pathetic. They should, they should all be uh, uh, flogged. And, of course, there are these things of, uh, you know, 
does this guy have too many interests? Does he love football? If I were a GM, bring me all those guys. I want every guy who you question whether he loves football. Mm. I would have the best draft. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you're allowed to be a well-rounded person. We, yeah, we've talked we've about that. We've seen this with uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins Chris, Chris Long, Jason Kelsey. I mean, there's, the list goes on. Locker room is filled with it. But you, gotta, you do got to love the game, though. Isn't there a first-round prospect who's, who this is like the label Kyler on? Kyler Murley. But does he, is, no, no, he, is, no. he gonna, is he gonna play football or does he doesn't he does he like baseball? No, more? I think it's a guy who's like really smart or something. And this and this apparent this is seen as a knock. Um, These morons going around punching people in the chest, punching people in the and chest. then questioning. You just him. punch him right back. We do have an athletic meetup coming up here in uh, twenty seven minutes. Uh, how much you pay me if I just someone says hello and I punch him in the chest? I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> Not enough. Who would you do it to? Who do you think could handle it? Can I do it to you? I bet I bet Ted Wynn would like it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else we got? Please tell me that thing is over. That thing is over. All right. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to uh, get to? What do you think is the next move for this football team? What do you think is the next nugget to come out? I would say it's probably a, a release or a restructure. I think it's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna predict a restructure. Jason who was, Peters. Who was the who was the Joe Banner prediction? Well, he had a list of options. Yeah. Can I mean, Ertz? Peters. Well, among the guys who they have to like decide what they want to do, it would be Peters or Aguilar, I guess. Right. No, I think the I think the first thing we will hear next. They just create some space with one of those guys, like an Ertz or something. Ertz, Cox, Lane Johnson. I think all those guys. Yeah, Uh, I'll predict Ertz. Ertz. Did they do Ertz last year? Maybe you can do it more than once. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. You're just yeah, you're just converting salary to signing bonus, so the player gets the money sooner. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like uh, these guys, after that, get asked, like you know. Why'd you, you know, like they're doing the team a favor. Right. Like, if you're a player, you yeah. want the money faster. Yeah, give me the money, man. Yeah. Okay. It's like the, it's like the, um, everybody makes fun of the Mets for the Bobby Bonilla thing because it is funny that they have to pay him in perpetuity. Yeah. But that's a great contract for the team. It is? Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a bad contract for Bobby Bonilla. Wow. The value of money over time depreciates. He would have been better off getting all that money up front. It's a great take. Why don't you tweet that out? That people always uh, make yeah, fun of the Mets for that. It's a stupid take. That's a, it's like a very good deal for the team. Boy, you could you could own that take. Yeah, I mean, I think that take's been made by people who understand what's going oh, on. I haven't seen. I I just saw people with the Harper thing making fun of the Mets because yeah, it's a funny. It is a funny punchline, yeah. but it's very. You're, you're, you're missing the point. Really. Trying to help your brand. That's all. Okay. All right. We'll be back in May. <laughs> <laughs> Recapping the Eagles offseason. No, we got we got a we got a post game pod on Tuesday night. Maybe. All star Jeopardy All Stars, baby. Okay. What a game last night it was. I didn't see it. Mm. Yeah, we gotta do yeah, a, we gotta do a post game yeah. pod. Okay. I think. And then uh, free agency starts a week from Wednesday. Is that true? But but I think uh, 
it's like the uh, legal tampering a week from Monday. Oh, that's a stupid thing. Okay. That's a stupid, stupid thing. Okay. I mean, the legal tampering has been going on all week here, so. I think that's safe to say. Okay. Any other uh, any other thoughts? What any do you think? big impressions of Indianapolis? No. Would you say that would you say that Indy has moved up or down your thirty two NFL city rankings? I know there's actually thirty cities, but I think it's probably exactly where it was. Really? No up or down? No I'm movement. Standing omelet today though. Ooh, Patachu. They put in there. That's the Howie Roseman uh, special. Scallions, sour cream, and crushed potato chips into my omelet. Nice. Delicioso. And then, of course, your choice of bread. It wasn't just wheat, white, or rye. Wheat, white, or cinnamon. And it wasn't one of those, like, you know, pieces of cinnamon bread. It was like no, a my piece daughter of toast takes to school. Yeah. with, like, cinnamon and butter on it. Fresh cinnamon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was delicious. All right, now I'm out of here. Bye. Have a have a good day, everyone. And as always, for sure, for Grumpy uh, uh, Sheel Uncle, I'm Bo, and we love you.